Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Heston, back with another episode here in The Truth, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. AJ, how are you doing here today? I'm doing great today. How are you, Niall? I'm splendid. If you guys missed the first episode here of 30 Teams in 30 Days, it is basically the 32 Teams in 32 Days, the NFL edition, uh, but this time it's the MLB edition. So the NFL season has come to an end. That means we are shifting gears for the most part to baseball season. I'm still doing college basketball podcasts, and we'll do NFL podcasts here and there. But baseball does get priority. I was talking with AJ a while ago. I really wanted to put an emphasis on baseball this season. I really haven't done that on my podcast. And to start the season, we both thought this was a perfect opportunity to really dive deeper into each team individually, see where some of their strengths, maybe their weaknesses are, talk about some of their free agency moves, draft stuff, all that good stuff. Uh, into one show so we're going to be doing team previews for each team like i mentioned if you missed yesterday's show we went over the st louis cardinals that was the first team to kick off the series we have the cubs here today the reds pirates and brewers all to follow on top of that we also have some position breakdowns to go over so it's going to be a fun couple of days here actually a fun month for the truth and for baseball fans across the country Without further ado, let's go ahead and take a look at the Chicago Cubs. We're first going to go over their team MVP, predict where they will stand in the standings. One big name acquisition, big name loss, other ads and losses, biggest bust on the team, a breakout player, and then AJ will do the minor league player segment. So let's go ahead and start with team MVP. AJ, who do you have for their team MVP this season? Their team MVP is the only really good player on their team, or I consider a good player, is Dansby Swanson. Uh, just signed him this offseason from the Braves. Uh, had a breakout year this year. I don't think he'll continue what he did last year on that pace that he was, but I feel like he's going to be easily the best player on the team. They did He did go downwards in ballpark in the sense of how it plays. Uh, Wrigley is known for their wind, and the wind knocks down the ball a lot, and Dansby needs – fly balls for home runs and he doesn't do that a lot with wins blowing in yeah I think it's obvious to say who the team MVP is going to be this season it is going to be Dansby Swanson what a big acquisition for the Cubs this offseason the Cubs are making some noise uh, as far as free agency and stuff is concerned we'll talk about that more in a little bit but adding some players getting rid of some players but obviously the biggest one that they had was Dansby Swanson Comes over, you mentioned the uh, the effect of playing at Wrigley Field now. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. I also think, too, you know, with the Braves, he's got a lot better players surrounding him in the lineup. I'm not saying that it's necessarily the biggest deal, but being able to knock more guys in, you have a better chance of doing that with the Braves when you got guys on base consistently. The Cubs, you know, you could mention that Wilson Contreras would be a big key to that, but he's not on the team anymore. So maybe his stats will go down or maybe they'll go up. I'm not sure. I think he'll be... A very solid player, though, nonetheless. I'm not necessarily thinking he's going to completely drop off or be the next you know, MVP, but he's a very good shortstop. Plays the ball very well on the defensive side. Obviously, he's got a great bat. And I think the Cubs got a really good pick there. The biggest thing with that is you know, Dansby Swanson's still 29 years old, so how are you going to build around Dansby Swanson for the future? Um, I mentioned kind of how they've built their team around, which we'll get to in a minute. But overall, you know, I think this is a very big pickup for them, and I think the Cubs are really looking longevity at this point. And um, had a very disappointing year last season. Maybe looking to bounce back and, and find the World Series once again. Speaking of that, where do you think they're going to stand in the division this season? Um, I believe they'll be battling for third. I think they signed enough guys to make them a third-place team 
but they aren't good enough yet to be able to compete with the Cardinals or really the Brewers. I think the Brewers overpower them pitching-wise, and Cardinals, their entire team's just way better. There's no – on paper, when you look at it, it's just night and day difference between the top and the middle and bottom of this division. Yeah, what's interesting, too, is you mentioned the Cubs last season finished third in the division, 74-88 and 88 record. I feel like the NL Central – I feel like there's not going to be a lot of shifting as far as, you know, a team going from maybe fourth to first or first to fourth because it's relatively, I wouldn't say the same rosters, but it seems like the grand same scheme of things. But, you know, the Cubs finished 74 and 88 last season. I expect them to still finish third in the division, but I expect them to get maybe close to, if not 500. I think they have a better chance to compete with the Brewers for second place. By no means do I think they're going to win the division, but they got some pieces. They also lost a couple of pieces, so... I'm expecting them to be continuing to be the mid- uh, middle of the pack. I don't think you got to worry about the Pirates or Reds at all taking your spot, but I think they're going to improve as far as their record's concerned. Um, maybe fight for a wild card spot the majority of the season, but I don't think they're going to be able to do just enough just yet. Like I said, though, I think their biggest chance of improving is not only their record, but maybe squeaking into a two spot, depending on how the Brewers do, because I think the Brewers are going to downtick a little bit. I think the Cubs are, the Cubs are going to uptick. So kind of an interesting two sequences there to see how that will shape out. But I do believe, you know, that the Cubs are going to be better this season. I just don't think they're not only NL Central crown ready, but obviously World Series ready as well. One big name acquisition and a big loss in the offseason, starting off with you, AJ. Um, so the clear wins, Dansby Swanson, but we've already mentioned that. So my I, I have three guys I think will make an impact. I don't know how big they are going to be, but I think it will make a difference, is Cody Bellinger, Trey Mancini, and Jamison Tyone. Yep, I agree with that. Um, as far as my big offseason acquisition was Cody Bellinger. Um, also for ads, I had Trey Mancini, and then you mentioned Jamison Tyone. Now, Cody Bellinger is going to provide them great outfield depth. We obviously know that. He's kind of had an interesting career, I would say. You know, obviously had um, a tremendous couple of seasons back in what, 2018, 2019. Um, and it's kind of yes. altered a little bit with the Dodgers, especially as of late, um, or at least to where his standards were in maybe 2018 or 2019. Wasn't necessarily bad, but nonetheless was a big pickup for the Chicago Cubs. I think maybe in a way, I, I wouldn't say that it's a big deal because he's only 27, but maybe to get his career back or put his career back on the right track just because, I mean, he's, he's doing just fine now. But I think he was disrespected a lot by a lot of not only Dodger fans, but just the Dodgers organization as a whole. So, being able to have a guy like Cody Bellinger, I almost feel like you stole him in a way by getting him uh, to the position he is in. I think it's going to be huge for them. Like I mentioned, he's still very young. You add that to a piece like uh, with Dansby Swanson, that's obviously huge there. Trey Mancini is another big name. Uh, Trey Mancini, obviously, he's kind of not necessarily bounced around. He went from the Orioles to the Astros and won a World Series last year. So that's obviously good to you know take a deeper dive in. Now, granted, how big of an impact he had. He obviously had a decent impact when he came to October, but he wasn't on the team in the beginning stages of the career. But nonetheless, having that World Series experience and going over to a team like Chicago, who's already won the World Series, I think is going to prove dividends. Take a look at Mancini, who's almost 31 years old. He's got a lot of, a lot of veteran leadership on that uh, team. You mentioned, or you didn't mention, actually, but I'll mention the addition of Eric Hosmer as well. So you have some veteran first basemen here that are really going to help um, a younger Chicago Cubs team that really looked doomed last season, but is really looking a lot better there. Um, and I don't know if you want to touch base on Tylon at all, just because I didn't put him on my list. But those were some good names there that they ended up picking up. And then obviously, I think their biggest loss is Wilson Contreras. 
he was their catalyst alongside Ian Happ. Those two were guys that uh, really were just the Cubs' origin, I guess. I believe they were both on the World Series team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they've been in Chicago for an extended period of time. Losing Contreras is going to be huge for them. Um, you did get, or you have Jan Gomes, who's 35 years old, Tucker Barnhart, um, another catcher there. And then you got some younger guys uh, down in the minor leagues that can eventually move up to the next level. But taking a look at how they're going to be fared up there, I think it's going to be a big loss. If they were able to keep Contreras, that'd be huge, especially with some of the younger guys that they do have um, on their team. And then the acquisitions like Mancini, Bellinger, Tylon. Um, they got a really interesting group here. But I do think that Wilson Contreras, not necessarily just him, but the loss that he had or the loss that they had with Contreras is going to actually prove a lot of big dividends for them, um, especially towards the later stages of the year. Agreed. Uh, another loss they had, not a huge name, but more just an inning eater at the starting, pitcher, starting pitching position is Wade Miley. You've probably, he's probably been on your favorite team at one point or another. He's been around the league a lot, but he just eats innings. He doesn't have like a five ERA. He has like around a four ERA. So he's like a four, like a bad three round four guy in your rotation. Uh, but to go to Jamison Tyone, like uh, with, with accusation, it's kind of covers that up. Tyone eats up some innings. Uh, last year he was fourteen of five with a three nine one. So he's got a winning record. Around a four-year array, like I said, Tyone will probably be the number two, number three starter uh, behind Stroman. But it's not a huge loss, but they also kind of covered it up or maybe got a little bit of an upgrade of Jameson. What about the biggest bust on the Cubs this season? Well, I didn't mention for a reason in the ads is Eric Cosmer. Yep. I've... From a personal level, never really liked Eric Cosmer just because I'm a Giants fan and them playing the Royals back in 2014, something like that. It's kind of didn't like him. And then he played against my team when he went to the Padres. Uh, but Hosmer does not hit fly balls. He hits ground balls. He hits into double plays all the time. He hit, yeah, he hit 268 last year, but only eight home runs. It's, I don't, I don't think he does it for them. Yeah, Hosmer's going to be an interesting guy to watch out for. He's getting to the later stages of his career. Kind of go with a similar veteran here. It might be a little bit of shock to some people. I'm going to go with Kyle Hendricks. Now, Kyle Hendricks has had a down couple of years. I mentioned Kyle Hendricks back when he won the World Series with the Cubs. Um, and in that time period, was a lot better. Had a lot of twos and threes in his ERA, just for an example. His last two seasons, now granted last year is dealing with some injuries, a 4.8 ERA last season, which was his highest uh, career ERA. And then the year before, a 4.77, so not too far behind, was the second highest. His whip, 1.29 last season and 1.35 in 2021, were also the two highest of his career. Strikeout numbers have been down, which for a guy like Hendricks, who's not going to blow you past fastballs, um, he's going to throw sinkers, sliders, change-ups, curveballs to get hitters to miss. It's obviously a very disappointing sign to see you look at the Cubs as a whole, as far as starting pitching, you mentioned the addition of Tylon. That's going to be big for them. You got a veteran like Drew Smiley, potentially. Marcus Stroman, their big guy. Um, you know, obviously paying him a big chunk. I think he's the highest percentage payroll on the team. So have some, uh, some pitches there. I just don't think Kyle Hendricks is going to be up to par in his A game this season. He is 33 years old, so he is getting a little bit up there in age. And I think Kyle Hendricks specifically 
is now eventually getting to the later stages of his career. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult for him to really adjust well to the uh, Major League Baseball this season. And again, kind of what I mentioned against the Cardinals, playing some of the teams that they're going to be playing, it's going to be difficult. And I'm not sure that Hendricks is going to be the uh, the big guy that the Cubs do need him to be, uh, but we'll see. He is the guy that can turn on a dime. He's shown and done it before, especially 2016. I think that was his best year. We had a 2.13 ERA, um, you know, 0.98 whip. The only time he's been under one. So we'll see. But this year, I don't think it's going to be a good year for Kyle Hendricks. So like how you were just mentioning, mentioning about Kyle Hendricks' whip, uh, throughout most of his career, it's been a right around a one, maybe 1.1 here and there, 0.9 here and there. Uh, but like Harry's saying also, he's not the hardest thrower. He's a finesse guy. And the last two years, he's had a 13, 1.3 whip, almost 1.4, and then a 1.3 whip last year. As being someone you don't throw a lot of strikes and you don't throw hard, you're not going to get many outs. Like, it, he's relies heavily on his changeup and his slider. And if you're not throwing those for strikes, hitters aren't going to be swinging at them. And when they are strikes, it's most likely going to be fastball because you're missing with everything else. So if he's able to get into the zone, I don't think he'll have the worst year. But I do agree he's towards the tail end of his career. Who is going to be your breakout player for the Cubs this season? Give me 2019 Cody Bellinger. Breakout this year. The shift isn't going to be there, so they aren't going to have uh, their right – basically two right fielders and then someone in in the second base slot and then someone right up the middle. Uh, Bellinger also is going to have a lot less pressure on him, not being with the Dodgers and being expected to win a World Series every year. He's going to be able to sit back and kind of learn a little bit more about himself and as a player and build back up to that. That's a really good point you made about Cody Bellinger. I was definitely thinking about putting Cody Bellinger there. I'm going to go ahead and go with a little bit of a younger guy. I'm going to go with Nick Madrigal. Now, Nick Madrigal, he's been a guy that a lot of people have been highly anticipated with. Went to Oregon State, had a great career there. Uh, played for Team USA back in the day. This is a guy, I think this is the year that he's going to really break out. Obviously, you know, second baseman, he's not a guy that's going to hit home runs, hit tons of power. 2021, um, where he played 54 games with the White Sox, had a 305 batting average. Last year, only 59, or actually a little bit more, 59 games, 249 batting average. I believe Nick Madrigal will hit close to 300, if not hit 300 this season. I think he's going to hit a little bit out, maybe one or two, which isn't a lot, but still in general. But I think the big thing with him is he's going to get on base and he's going to be big for guys that are like Cody Bellinger, for example, um, or even Trey Mancini. Be up top the leadoff, uh, the, the leadoff spot, maybe one or two, maybe even nine uh, spot, and get on base for guys to really have success on the offensive side. So I think Cody Bellinger is a great one, but I'm going to go ahead and go with a little bit of a younger guy in Nick Madrigal. Yep. And then your minor league player to look out for. Who is it going to be this season for the Cubs? The minor league player to look out for is Pete Crow Armstrong, a highly talented outfielder. He was in the Javier Baez trade with the Mets uh, when they tried to do that experiment. And they got a good haul in that trade, including the main centerpiece, Pete Crow Armstrong. He's a 20-year-old outfielder. Uh, he has made it up to a a-plus ball just this last year. And in his first full year, he had 32 stolen bases, 16 home runs, 10 triples, and 20 doubles while hitting two or sorry, 312 with a 376 on base. I He has the tools to be a center fielder, and now he's going to be able to 
learn with Cody Bellinger in this offseason, kind of being that lefty bat, great athlete in the outfield and be able to just grow. I feel like he sh- – I don't know if he'll be up this year. I don't think he will be because they got a lot of other kind of older prospects that are outfielders who will probably make their debut this year. But I think probably next year, the year after that, you will know who Pete Crow Armstrong was or is. Cubs seem to be in an interesting position this year. We mentioned they were going to probably finish third in the division, so kind of half and half. But future looks good. Their potential right now looks decent. So we'll see how the Cubs do fare uh, in the grand scheme of things this season. Thank you once again for listening to another episode here on The Truth, another 30 teams in 32 days. Thank you to AJ for coming on the show once again. If you guys like this podcast and like other podcasts, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter. The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information about you guys do not want to miss. Until next time, I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, joined by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night. Peace.